back of Inge Britson is going to do in the 1500. He has time to look behind him. 20 years of age, and he is on top of the world. But coming down for a maiden national crown, Cornwall is a champion. Garouge has run his race, or has he? Has he got anything left? El Garouge trying to get there. Kipchoge the junior's there. El Garouge is trying to get to the line. Kenya wins it. Kipchoge takes Vivian Chariot's turn. And what a proud moment for her and the Kenyans. The first woman from her nation to take the 5,000 metre title. Vivian Chariot in Greenland. On the outside, Oli Hall of Australia comes. Jake Whiteman has just spent. It's going to be Chariot and Hall who's going to get it. It's going to be Australia, the gold. Hey everyone, Sam here from RT today. We have a pretty cool episode this week with coach Lee Bobbin. Lee is the coach of Cameron Myers, who just a few weeks ago broke Ryan Gregson's under 18 Australian 1500 metre record, clocking 340.6. This time brought Myers to just 0.68 of a second away from becoming the fastest 16 year old in the history of 1500 metre running. Myers is lining up in Melbourne in a few weeks to have a crack at becoming one of the youngest in history to break the sub four mile. We hope you enjoy this chat with Lee Bobbin. But before we jump in, a quick word from the sponsor of this episode. Run the night at Singapore's most vibrant night marathon this May. Experience the Sundown Marathon on an endurance travel experience package from $2,700. All packages include accommodation, transfers, guaranteed race entry, tie-kind shoes and tea, facilitated runs with a professional coach, recovery station access, and more. Inquire today by visiting endurancetravel.co and to top it off, every inquiry has the chance to win a tie-kind running pack worth $500. Lee, it's lovely to have you on Runners Tribe. Uh, got a lot to kind of want a quizzy one, but Let's just start with uh, when and how did you first get into coaching? Well, thanks for having me, Sam. I mean, I've uh, listened to a lot of the podcasts on Runner's Tribe. It's uh, a bit strange to be on this side of the desk, but thanks for having me. Um, I got into coaching when my daughters were running Little A's. Um, One of them did quite well and she got selected in the ACT Little Athletics squad. Uh, And then I decided that I would try and get her some coaching to help her. So I took her along to um, Dennis Goodwin, who was an 18 FCA level four coach in Canberra, middle distance. And um, he agreed to take her on, but he basically said that I've got such a huge squad, I want you to give me a hand. So he sort of got me into the training on the, you know, with helping him out. He became my first mentor. Um, I helped him with his squad for probably 12, 13 months. And then, you know, I had people asking me whether they could, you know, sort of come along and and join me. So after a while, we sort of had the two squads running side by side. I understand. And so prior to meeting, um, you know, that, that arrangement, did you, you didn't have any experience in coaching? It was all just a learned experience from then on. Um, I, I became a level, uh, sorry, a club coach with Belconnen Little Athletics Club. And that was very basic. It was, you know, like helping all of the juniors with their um, various events during the day. But, um, yeah, it was a very basic club coach type thing. It was only when 
I joined up with Dennis and his squad and, and got my daughter involved that you know, I started to then, he encouraged me to, you know, go to the courses, get my qualifications and get into them. And were you a runner yourself back in the day or, or not? Um, <laughs> if you saw me now, you'd say, no, no way. But <laughs> as a young bloke, I played rugby league in the ACT. Um, and I started running for fitness and I really, really enjoyed running. And I ended up getting up to about 140K a week. So, I mean, I was into it a lot, but I was never into, you know, being coached or interval training or anything like that. I just, you know, run to work or run home from work or, you know, go for a run. That's all I did. But uh, my job took me overseas for a couple of years and it was just too hard to run overseas. So, I mean, I've been an on and off runner all my life. Gotcha. And I I'm never competitive. Yeah, gotcha. I assume the relationship with Dennis is, is finished now and you simply you've got your own squad, um, obviously, for many years? Correct. Yeah, definitely. And where is your squad based? For those, obviously, I know, but for those who are listening in from around the country and, you know, overseas, where is it based and how many athletes do you have at the moment? Um, I'm based in the ACT. Belconnen is the uh, area that I, I'm in. Um, we coach or I coach uh, at the AIS, at the Stromlo cross-country running track uh, and uh, various other locations. You know, there's great places in Canberra to run, the Arboretum and uh, lots of uh, national parks and things like that. Um, I've got currently seven athletes um, and I've got like three soccer players <laughs> who come for a bit of fitness and, and that sort of thing. Oh, that's um, so, yeah, and, uh, and, and obviously Telford's got, you know, probably 15 or 18. And so there's quite a big group go. How do the soccer players keep up in, you know, a, you know a, in a six bar 1K session or something similar? You'd be surprised. They do pretty well. Um, the soccer players are my, see my daughter, who was the good runner as a 13-year-old, she had to make a decision whether she wanted to continue the running or whether she was going to play soccer. So she ended up, you know, playing the soccer. She's now a, an NPLW player in, in Canberra. Um, but, you know, she really enjoys the running and the, the fitness and it really benefits her game in the soccer. She's probably the quickest in the competition in Canberra. So, uh, and the other girls are just seeing her and thinking, wish I could do that. And so they've been coming, coming along. I guess historically there's been so many well-known middle distance runners that played a lot of soccer growing up and, um, you know, it's a sport that, is, sport that is very conducive to middle distance running, isn't it? It certainly is, yeah. No, it's great. And it's a great cross-training for young athletes to, to get involved in. And assuming those seven athletes, it's all middle distance, distance type runners, obviously. Um, they are now. Uh, in the early days, I dabbled in, you know, a bit of jumping, um, a bit of hurdling uh, and that sort of thing. I actually had a very talented heptathlon uh, athlete. Um, she came third in the under-18 Australian National. Um, but once again, like uh, she was poached to um, GWS Giants as a W League player, and she's you know kicking goals down there. Pardon the pun. I'm interested in jumping into a bit about your coaching philosophy. I'm um, assuming you're influenced by Dennis a bit, but just I want to dive deeper and 
you know, is what is, what's your coaching philosophy? Are you kind of a Lydiard or co type background or or whatnot? And you know, what coaches, if any, have really influenced you and your coaching style? I mean, that's a good question. I I really didn't get influenced by um, other coaches. Um, when I first started, I tried to um, learn as much as I could about the the human body's energy systems. And from that, all the coaching that I did um, was based on how to enhance the various energy systems that the human body has. So I, I don't claim to have followed any specific type of um, coaching system. I've I've just sort of done my own thing based on energy systems. Um, and when you're dealing with younger athletes, like when Cameron was a young bloke, um, the amount of training or the amount of volume you can do is, is limited. So, you know, it was very much focused on improving, you know, the anaerobic, the aerobic and the lactate energy systems. Gotcha. So that's my next question just for, for everyone listening that might not... Um be following you with energy systems. You're referring to aerobic and anaerobic and um, then you added in lactate energy systems there. Is that correct? Correct, yes. Right. And so let, let's just talk about the, the balance. Let's just take, let's just take Cam, for example, because a lot of people listening would have would, would know him uh, or have heard of him, not really know him, but um, you know, in terms of concentrating on a guy like Cam, developing him for 1500 meter running or 3000 or 5K one day or whatever. Uh, are you mainly concentrating like a uh, predominantly on an aerobic kind of development or how much percent is your anaerobic on a typical week or that sort of stuff? Well, right now, because, you know, Cameron's 16 now, so he can handle a reasonable amount of volume. So when he was a younger athlete, we didn't do the volume. So we concentrated on pace uh, as well as aerobic. And we did speed endurance, which is the lactate type energy system. Um, so he um, he was an eight fifteen type runner when he was younger, um, but over the last probably twelve or eighteen months, um, he's been dealing with the volume of training much better. He's uh, up around the ninety five kilometres per week, and um, I would have to say that a much greater percentage is on aerobic type, high-end aerobic running, threshold running, sub-threshold running is more what we're doing now. And that has sort of led to his, you know, 3K time improving out of sight and, um, you know, his strength over 1,500. Gotcha. Uh, and just to further on, you know, the whole threshold thing is is such a, such a big thing these days that everyone is using kind of on a weekly basis. And What's his thresholds at right now? Is he kind of 20-minute thresholds, 30-minute thresholds? What is, is there a kind of a set threshold that he has or does it vary? Well, I mean, when, when we're talking threshold, I, I talk threshold as in the pace of his running, gotcha. um, which may well be on shorter reps. I mean, there could be 2K reps, 3K reps, 5K reps. Yeah. Um, he, um, you know, he's capable of running, you know, a 10K, I would think at the moment, in probably 30, 31 minutes. Um, as it gets shorter, he gets better because he's, um, you know, he's got that natural speed. Um, but, you know, I, I would say that his threshold pace over a kilometre would be about 252. 
um, you know, and if you was running sub threshold, which is like if you wanted to do a five or a six K run, it's probably around 256, 258. Gotcha. Uh, this wild variation in the way, obviously, as you know, that middle distance runners get trained from, you know, guys who do a fair bit of speed per week to, to guys like Stu McSween, who really, as, as Nick has stated so many times, doesn't really do much race-specific workouts. Um, how, like, let's just take your athletes in the middle of winter, for example, when a true track race is many months away. Are you doing any speed work whatsoever um, wedged in the middle of winter or is it mainly just aerobic development in winter? I mean, I like to maintain a bit of speed work all year. I think it doesn't hurt the athlete and, I mean, it certainly can benefit them, um, but not a lot, you know. So, you know, it may be one session a month or something like that where we might throw in, you know, a half a dozen or more 200-metre efforts at a pretty good clip. Um, the rest of the day or the rest of the time, you know, we might be running, you know, a 5K, you know, race pace type efforts, 3K race pace type efforts over shorter uh, rep distance. But, you know, we do try or I do try and, and throw in a few quicker 200, 300 efforts all year. Oh yeah, gotcha. And so you said you said at the start of that, pretty much once a month, maybe during winter, but it wouldn't be a weekly thing that that you know they're smashing out a two hundred meter race pace kind of. No, no, not a weekly thing. No. Yeah. Um, what about you? Have some pretty meaty hills around where you are. Uh, how much time do you, do you spend on the hills? Um, in, in that sort of base phase that you mentioned, you know, back in winter when it's, uh, you know, like uh, not going to be a race in the week coming up, you know, we do quite a lot of hills. Um, and as you say, we're pretty blessed here to have a lot of fire trails and, uh, and you know, the Stromlo running course and, and the Arboretum. So um, we probably do, we do blocks. We might do a block of four weeks with hills once a week. And then we'll, you know, convert that onto a, um, you know, sort of a flatter surface and, and build the strength work into speed work and then, you know, rotate back to the hills, you know, a, a month from then. Gotcha. I think I already know what you're going to say with this one, but I wanted to ask you a little bit about how the training varies from week to week and month to month. Um, you know, we have, obviously, as you know, in Australia, the Clohesse and, you know, Nick Badeau systems that vary, they do vary, obviously, between the seasons, but much smaller and minor variations than say many of the traditional coaches that take the Sebastian Coe kind of Peter Coast's type um, training philosophy. How much does your training vary from, you know, month to month? Um, right now, it doesn't vary, you know, that much. It's um, fairly consistent type of work. It's um, the high end aerobic, a little bit of lactate and um, very, limited anaerobic type work but when they were younger it was totally opposite I mean when they were when my athletes were younger they would do a week-to-week -week type thing we would vary the sessions we would vary the distances we'd vary the number of reps we'd vary the recovery just so that they remained keen excited didn't know what was going to be you know happening from week to week um, but and that was because they were also on low volume so it was easier to do a little bit more intensive training with the lower volume. And uh, nowadays we're, um, 
we're sort of just working on that, you know, high level aerobic and throwing in the other uh, type of energy systems where needed, depending on what's coming up. Gotcha. What other athletes, um, you've obviously got Cam, but what, what other athletes have you uh, got in there at the moment? Have you got some runners that kind of at Cam's level or? Um, right now, probably not. Um, I don't know. I used to coach a guy called Tom Palfrey. I don't know whether you've ever heard of Tom. Yes. He's currently. Have, yes, yeah, yeah he's, he's in America at um, the University of Oregon on scholarship over there. But I coached him from, you know, the, he was probably 10 or 11 when he started with me. And, uh, you know, he was running really well. He, he um, when he just turned 17, he ran a 340.79, 1500 at the um, Canberra Track Classic, just behind Jai Edwards. So, you know, he was also an extremely good runner. And, and um, you know, so I've had him. I've also had quite a number of really quite good athletes, but as most coaches can attest to, you know, like as soon as you start getting them fit and start getting them fast, then, you know, the rugby leagues and the soccers and the AFLs and all that's come in and poach them off you. And, and you know, so athletes that could have been really good uh, end up playing, you know, all of these team sports. Yeah. And that's annoying, hey? <laughs> it can be very annoying. Yeah, for sure. Uh, is your squad training every day? Um, you know, are they, is it a seven-day-a-week thing? Do they have a rest day or two rest days or just easy jogging days? How does that work? Yeah, no, they're, um, Cam has a rest day. Fridays is a rest day for Cam. Um, Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday, are, you know, sort of supervised sessions either at the track or at Stromlo. Um, Monday, Wednesday and Sunday are his, you know, sort of, He'll do a, a run on a Monday, which is sort of tempo, but not super fast. On a Wednesday, he'll do a recovery bit after a Tuesday track session. Uh, and then on the Sunday, he'll, you know, do his, you know, long run. Gotcha. How long is his long run at the moment? Um, we're going to cut it back a little bit. I mean, he's, we're going to try and get his mileage down a little bit because we're at the competition end of the season. So, But I would say he probably does between 15 and 18K. On a Sunday. Nice. Uh, I was, um, I think you mentioned to me previously um, before we press record or maybe via email that you've been coaching Cameron for about five or six years. Mm. Uh, did he, how did that come to pass? Did you, you was it a little athletics thing or how did, how did you guys meet? Uh, Cameron was, um, he did do little athletics and he was also playing soccer. And he was being coached by a, a, like a little athletics club coach in, in Ginadera. But, you know, he was also following Tom's, you know, success. He was starting to win national titles and running quite well. And, um, you know, he wanted to train with Tom. So that's when he and his mum came along and said, you know, would be, you know, could I join your squad and, and train along from there? So he was really interested in, you know, running you know, with Tom. With Tom, did you, with the college to go to college, uh, sorry, with the decision to go to college, did you work through that with Tom? Was that something that, that you were supporting or, you know, um, discussing kind of the pros and cons with him or was Tom just all over that and just something he wanted to do? Yeah, look, that one's, uh, you know, a good question, Sam. I mean, like, obviously I was, you know, reluctant to lose someone of Tom's calibre 
But, you know, these universities in America, the offers that they provide these young athletes is just phenomenal. So, you know, the, uh, the quality of the education, they give them all the support they need. They provide tutorage. They have the best facilities, you know, like Oregon's got, you know, the best facilities in the world for athletes. They've got all of the medical and all of the science and all of the equipment. So it's really difficult to try and talk a guy out of going if he wants to go. And I mean, trying to hold him here, uh, you know, he may have, may have done really well and I think he would have done, but at the end of the day, he's doing what he wants to do and he's happy and he's enjoying it over there. So uh, good luck to him. Um, yeah. Really happy that he's going well. Do you guys stay in touch? Um, not as often now. Um, it's been, he's in his second year now. So um, uh, Cameron keeps me updated. He's got him on the, I don't have Instagram and all that sort of social media. So Cameron keeps me updated on everything that's happening. My daughter also keeps me updated on what's going on. So I do know what he's doing and I follow the, the university and I follow his, you know, sort of world athletics profile. So yeah, I keep an eye on him. <laughs> I don't know if you listened to the podcast we did with Ollie Hall last year, but he went into detail about his, you know, college experience and just how much opportunity there was. And it's a, it's a tough argument, isn't it? When there's just so much money to be splashed around and, you know, pretty much the perfect conditions for training and racing. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. Uh, and, you know, you, that's right. It is. And at the end of the day with Ollie, he's done really well and he's managed to, um, you know, sort of, get onto a fairly lucrative contract with, you know, like a professional runner. And I mean, good luck to them. It's not probably something that you could score in Australia yeah. um, if you stayed here through our system. But, you know, uh, maybe that's what Tom's idea was as well. So, you know, good luck to him. I hope you can <laughs> run some great races, get in some good teams and, and do that. Yeah, the shoe companies in Australia just don't seem to have the same budgets, right? You know, it's there's the big ones in, in the United States. It's a different, different Unbelievable. Yeah. yeah, that NCAA system, there's billions of dollars floating around over there for, for that, you know, not necessarily track and field, but the football and the baseball and the basketball, which helps to fund the track and field and cross country. So, yeah, yeah. a lot of dough. Runners Tribe made a mistake um, after Cam ran his 340 and broke down the 18 Australian 1500-metre record. We published an article stating that he was coached by Dick Telford and I had to reach out to you and apologize for that because we hate making mistakes especially when it's something like that which means so much to people and um, I just wanted to it, it we did check with a few people before publishing obviously our, our sources were wrong um, but I wanted to pick your brain on on why some people out there do think Cam is coached by Dick and um, I just wanted to put the whole room into bed. Yeah, well, that's understandable. I mean, it's a probably a fairly easy mistake to, to make, um, and I appreciate you fixing it for me. Um, the relationship we have with Team Telford and Dick started in around 2020, late 2020, um, when Tom was, you know, really running quite well, putting some really good times down. And, you know, I was coaching my squad at locations and at times when Dick was coaching his team Telford elite squad. And I mean, I kept watching these guys. I mean, it's great to watch elite runners run. So I kept watching uh, what they were doing. And, and I just thought to myself that if I want to improve Tom and, and then obviously Cameron, 
that I have to get them training with people that can drag them up to their level as opposed to continually trying to train Tom on his own. I used to ride my bike in front of Tom and pace him along um, with his work. Um, it wasn't an ideal situation, but that's what I had to do because there wasn't any other runners that I had that could, you know, push him along. Um, so at the time I went up to Dick and I said, look, you know, I've got a couple of good runners here, Dick. Um, would it be okay if I was to throw them in to some of your sessions um, to try and help them along? And I mean, that, you know, Dick's great when it comes to supporting athletics and athletes and that sort of thing. And he said, absolutely no problem at all. Happy to have you guys jump in. But he made it very clear. He said that you're their coach and that you have to monitor their sessions. You have to modify their sessions so that, you know, they don't overcook or anything like that. And so that's how the relationship started. Um, you know, I would throw them in for some or all or I'd modify the distance or the recovery or I'd pull them out and let them rest for a rep or something like that. And that's how we started. We just started, you know, running with these elite guys. Um, and, you know, it was only four months, five months later that Tom ran his 340.79. So it certainly worked in that respect for him. Cameron was luckier because he always had Tom. So when they were, you know, when Cam was 10 and 11 and 12 and 13, he always had Tom who was 14, 15, 16. And, you know, like he's a very competitive young man. So he used to train pretty hard and, and work up the, you know, to uh, Tom and, and work with him. So it was more for Tom. Um, so about um, mid-21, Dick uh, approached me about possibly taking on a um, assistant coach role with his Team Telford squad, and uh, he would then provide, you know, uh, a mentor arrangement for me, uh, help me to, you know, learn how to take, you know, good runners, great runners to international level and in international competitions and, and that sort of stuff. And so um, I thought that was brilliant. I really wanted to do that. So... Um, I still had to coach my athletes, but I was assisting, you know, with the, the whole squad. And when Dick goes away, I take the whole squad. Um, and, you know, Dick's also been very helpful with, you know, me and with what I do with Cam. So, you know, his guidance and his uh, input into the, the training sessions and all that is, is fantastic. So, um, and, you know, Cameron travels. When he travels, he, he travels with the Team Telford squad. We run in train, warm up, all that sort of thing. So it's easy to make the mistake that he is probably a Team Telford guy, but we do train with Team Telford, but, you know, under my tutelage at the moment. That's very cool. You know, um, I think I think it's fair to say that if that happened more around Australia, that we would have more successful athletes and it's probably a bit of insecurity that comes into it with some coaches that do not have the ability to do things like that. So good work. Um, Question, just, I don't want to get too carried away. Cam's 16 and he's still developing, but what have you noticed that's different with athletes like Cam? Is it, is it just pure talent or does he, is he just one of these guys that, that rocks up every, every week, every session and has that discipline and work ethic to just put his head down? I mean, there's a number of things with Cam. I mean, definitely talent, definitely work ethic. Um, they're major elements of his, um, you know, success. But, um, you know, it's training with the elite athletes, with Telford squad, 
It's, you know, the camaraderie that he has with the, the squad and all the guys that he's met around Australia during his racing. I mean, they're a tight-knit group. They're all good mates. They're always watching each other's, you know, Stravas. Um, you know, there's always someone to talk to when he goes away to Melbourne or Adelaide or Sydney. Uh, so that, that's also a very important thing for Cam. Um, education, I gave him a good education in why we did our sessions, what energy systems it was helping and, 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 and that type of thing. So he's an educated athlete. He understands the sessions that we do. And, and it's like a, um, a, an arrangement where we'll discuss what's being done and does he feel that it's going to enhance or help or improve or what he thinks might be better. So, you know, it, it's a, a team effort with him and me. Um, and the other thing is, I mean, he's just got a great support group behind him, you know, like his family, particularly his mum, you know, he's only 16 now. So she's been driving him to training sessions two, three, four times a week for the last five years. You know, she, she takes him to all of the competitions that we've had to go to. So, you know, tremendous support in the family and and he's also got a great um, physiotherapist come strength and conditioning coach so her name's Natasha Cole um, so and she's been with him for as long as I have so like you know a lot of credit goes to her to keeping you know for keeping him on the track and improving any weaknesses he had in his you know like technique and biomechanics and all that so you know, it's a team effort, but I think, you know, it's it's working really well. Uh, Lee, there's going to be a lot of uh, athletes around the country listening to this. And uh, it's, you know, um, and I've wanted, uh, you know, a lot of them are going to be thinking about, um, you know, who they, who they want to coach when they get in, a, you know, to 18, 19, 20. Are you, do you take on new athletes? How does that work? If if someone with some talent and its discipline comes along and asks you, is, is it um, is it just an open system? Um, look, yes and no. I mean, like I've, I've recently picked up a, an athlete who came to Canberra from Port Macquarie. He wants to study physiotherapy at um, UC, and uh, you know he, he his family family and he came and approached me about running. And he's got a pretty good pedigree. He's not a bad runner. So, yes, we've, I've taken him on and he's going to join in. But I don't know whether I would go back to taking 10-year-olds, 11-year-olds and 12-year-olds. Um, it's very time-consuming and there's, you know, like a lot of effort has to be put in, in, in terms of their development in their biomechanics and their, um, uh, you know, just their running, how they run and, you know, their economy of running and that sort of thing. So um, if I was to do that, I'd have to probably change my days. If I was going to take younger athletes, I'd have to train Monday, Wednesday and, and possibly Friday. And so it makes a very busy week for me. So, um, so the short answer is yes. I mean, I will take on uh, new athletes, um, but, you know, I'm fairly selective at the moment. Wise man, wise man. The, um, well, it's been lovely having you on board and, I think we should probably do more podcasts with coaches, to be honest with you, because I got a lot out of this and I think a lot of people out there would have got a lot out of this. And um, so I think we will make an effort to chat to more coaches. And yeah, I just want to thank you for your time. It's been, it's been great. Appreciate it, Sam. Thank you very much for having me on.